0: welcome back to beauty uncut the podcast i'm kayla
1: and i'm shania and we're here to bring a new perspective to beauty
0: today's topic is all about underarm sweating in particular
1: excessive underarm sweating and today we are joined by dr ian Chinsey, our boss
2: Yay. hello thank you guys for letting me out of the sound booth That's
0: fine. Ian is not only just our boss, he is a jack of all trades. He's a wine connoisseur. Uh, He's, what would you call this, a podcast recording guy. Producer. He (laughs) spends hours just listening to our voice. And he's also a cosmetic surgeon, a well-known cosmetic surgeon here in Brisbane. So welcome.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: No worries. (laughs) Let's talk about our weeks, everyone. How was everyone's week? Good. I went to the beach today. Nice. What did you do, Ian?
2: I worked today. I did surgery.
0: Perfect. And I um, just went upstairs and had a cocktail, had (laughs) some oysters and laid by the pool. So my day was obviously a lot harder than everyone else's, it (laughs) seems.
1: I mean, I went to the beach. (laughs) Yeah, true. But then you had to drive like two hours here. So (laughs) I went.
2: (laughs) What did you do at the beach? Did you wear sunscreen?
1: (laughs) Hell yeah, I did.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Of course. What SPF?
1: 50 plus. (laughs) I feel
0: like SPF is such a, I'm a 30 plus type of girl. Mm. What are your thoughts Ian? You were saying earlier that there's like a 70 plus in America and we're having a debate if 70 was better than 30, et cetera.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So Americans like big numbers. So if there's a 70 plus, if there's a hundred plus, they're going to buy that over the 30 plus, not really realizing that you're not getting that much more benefit. Yeah, you're just
0: getting what, it's like 2% from 30 to 50 SPF, you're only getting 2% difference and you have to add a lot of chemicals to get from 30 to 50. I mean, I feel like there's definitely a place, like if you're going to the beach, for example, Mm -hmm. where there's water and you're swimming and you need that, sure. But for everyday use, I'm a 30 plus type of gal. 30
1: plus
2: gal. If I'm going to the beach, I'm wearing 50 for sure. But I know that thirty is almost as good as fifty and fifty is typically heavier. So if if I've got a product that's fifty plus, I'm not gonna put that on my face every day.
0: Unless it's rationale. That's a serum. (laughs) So Ian and I are two of the most sweatiest people. Actually, no, we we are (laughs) I was gonna say in the clinic, but um yeah, in the world, I guess you could say. Everyone in the clinic hates us because we need to have aircon on what, eighteen degrees is like our ideal temperature.
2: 18's perfect. Perfect. 18 is perfect. 18 is what we run on in the operating theater as well. And I'm comfortable in 18 degrees. I, I,
0: like I gives actually, me goosebumps. <laughs> I don't think I'd be comfortable in 18 degrees. I think I would sweat because I'm, I'm comfortable at 18 degrees like right now. It's crazy. Is it
2: 18 right now? I
0: know. I think it's like 20. Well, <laughs> I, it was 21 when I walked in, but then I like bumped it down, but I don't know how many times I pressed the dial. So it could be, could be 20, could be 19. But, you know, I, I'm comfortable, but I actually think I might be sweating a little.
1: I feel like it's always the underarm area that you kind of feel it more to. Me? Just like, I mean, I I do too. I feel it everywhere. I feel it
0: (laughs) under boob, uh, underarms, my feet, my feet, my feet get hot.
1: Mm. Well, yeah, that's, I guess, common areas that people get excessive sweating into. And so there are a few treatments that you can get. Yeah. Excessive sweating. So
0: Ian and I were the little guinea pigs in our treatments for this week's podcast first of all, we actually meant to do a trial experiment, but Ian jibbed out on it and just went straight for Morpheus 8. But I did one underarm of Morpheus 8 and one underarm of anti-wrinkle
1: and Ian just did Morpheus 8. Pretty much the anti-wrinkle blocks the nerves that stimulate the sweat glands. And so with the anti-wrinkle in that area, once it's in full effect, it will stop the sweat glands from producing or overproducing the sweat. How long is it gonna last for? Because it should last you on average, I would say six to eight months. And obviously everyone takes that differently and it depends on the dose. Yeah, so it's like a perfect time to get it before summer and then it will last you through to summer and
0: then winter. I mean, for the average person who doesn't sweat that much in winter, that's great for you. For me, I'd probably have to get it done again.
2: Have you had anti-wrinkle before for sweating?
0: Not for sweating, but I have had anti-wrinkle in every other place in my body. Well, so not every no, no 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 not every place in my body, but like I mean, my forehead frown, crows, chin. my chin. I actually, you know what? Okay, jumping off topic, I want to get this done.
2: Can you just describe that for the the listeners?
1: Platysmal bands. <laughs> I was sense. just gonna say
0: my neck <laughs> when I when I make like a face like that face that that <laughs> that's what I want. Like I want them to
1: just like not be there. Yeah. They also call it like a Nefertiti lift as well. Kind of. Cool.
2: Yeah. yeah, so Nefertiti Do you know who Nefertiti was?
1: Is that a rapper? Oh my
0: gosh I'm kidding, I'm kidding <laughs> No, Who's Nef- ne- did Nefertiti have like a strong Nef- neck?
2: Nefertiti was known to have a, a really long, lovely neck She was an Egyptian oh, it's a girl. princess uh, oh. Ancient Egypt
0: So are you calling me a princess? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> you I'm, I'm calling
2: you an ancient Egyptian oh.
0: <laughs> Rude <laughs> okay, cool. So I'm, I'm just going to hear the word um, ancient Egyptian princess. Maybe I'll take out that ancient. Cool. Yeah. So she did she, she got an anti-wrinkle in her um, neck?
2: No, no, no. She She naturally had that neck and that's why it's named after her. Cause you're sort of aspiring to, to oh. that. You're not having the same thing that she had.
0: Oh, wait. So she naturally has a good neck. You're yeah. saying I don't have a good neck. And if I get anti wrinkle to my neck, I will look like her.
2: You will look like you naturally. have. Oh, a good so neck. I'm yeah.
0: not a princess quite yet. Okay. No, got it. Yet. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, yeah, I haven't had it to my neck, but I've had it in other areas of my face and I have to say, When I got my underarm done, I was preparing for the worst. I was like, this is going to be so painful. I don't know why. I just, I am dramatic like that. And because I find forehead and frown a little bit pinchy, like almost like a sting, but I could barely feel my underarms. Amazing. And how long did it take? Oh, five minutes, less than. Yeah, it probably took us longer for me to, you know, instruct the girls who were filming to get the right angles (laughs) than it did to actually do the treatment. Yeah. Yeah. Fairly quick. Do you have anything on that one, Ian? Because you've had it done before as well, right? Yeah,
2: I did. I had anti-wrinkle done once for sweating and it, it really worked. But I'm someone who doesn't like to keep coming back and getting treatments. So you bad, bad client. That's, <laughs> that's why and I think a lot of guys are like me, you know, we don't spend a lot of time in cosmetic clinics unless you happen to be working there like I am.
0: We should change that stigma though, because men should be getting treatments done.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it's starting to change now. I think a lot of guys are, yeah. are open to getting treatments, but it's still, you know, they don't want to be coming in all the time. It's not a normal thing. Mm. So it's, it's not normal yet. But if I think only they get knew there.
0: how often us females came to the clinic. <laughs> Too regularly, probably. We need to like kind of come less and they need to come more. Meet in the middle.
1: Yeah. I feel like people should just book their appointments in advance. And drag their husbands with them.
2: <laughs> well, do you know, it's like when I get my hair cut, I always book... The next one. Otherwise yeah. I'm just gonna neglect just it forget. and yeah, forget to do yeah. it and not come back. So I think the same thing for, for cosmetic treatments.
0: Mm. That's actually so true because I was actually saying, just to jump ship again, my eleven lines and forehead lines are so bad, I should have rebooked my appointment when I got it done mm-hmm. so that I was could regularly keep on top of it.
2: Can I just wow. ask about your previous anti-wrinkle on your forehead? When you got it, did you notice that your forehead stopped sweating? Did you notice any any change like benefit in that? I have no regard? idea.
0: If maybe if I was aware of the benefits of using anti wrinkle for sweating, I might not I might have, you know, been able to see mm-hmm. the difference, but I'm not sure. Is that can that happen?
2: Well, yeah, a, a lot of guys have come to me previously, you know, before their wedding because they said, "I sweat a lot in my brow. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be sweating like that on my wedding day. Can you treat me with anti wrinkle?" And it's just a really light smattering of Mm. of treatment that you give them because you don't want really want to paralyze the muscle you don't want to affect their expression it's really just for the sweat glands so very superficial treatment so I was just curious if you Experience that as well. Well,
0: next time I get it done, I'll um definitely. Well, next time we do it
1: because it's summer now. Oh yeah.
0: Well, I should come visit you next week and just get the whole face done. Let's do it. (laughs) Can I just say as well? Maybe you guys might know, but I get a really sweaty nose. Can I put anti-wrinkle in my nose, like to make it stop sweating? Because I actually don't feel like my forehead, unless you guys have noticed this, gets that sweaty. It's mainly the upper lip and the tip of my nose that's get sweaty. Can yeah. that work or not? Would I just like end up with a drop nose?
2: No, it, it'll still work as long as you're not going so deep that you're hitting the muscle. It's, ah. it's just staying at the right level.
0: Wow, just so many areas I didn't know I could get. that mm. will get my whole body. What about if you had sweaty feet or sweaty palms? Can you get anti-wrinkle in those areas to stop
1: sweating or no? Yeah, you can.
2: Shania, have you treated anyone anyone's palms or, or soles of the feet?
1: Yeah, I have. It's not an often treatment that you do, but yeah, you can.
2: Yeah, I've, I've never had it done personally. I, I do get sweaty palms, mm. but I just I just don't think I would do it because... Can you get paralyzed of, in the hand? Well, no, because again, you're staying superficial, but right. because the, the skin quality there, your your top layers are so thick, getting through that, it's going to be a lot more painful than the other areas. Mm. And you're, you're going to blunt your needle. You're going to have to constantly change yeah. the needles. So there's a lot of logistic issues in, in terms of... Maybe injecting. for
0: you, maybe you've got thick hands, but I feel like my hands are soft, I reckon... <laughs>
2: Maybe if you work with your hands a little bit more, you might get some calluses Um, for me.
0: Yeah, no, I'll just stick to my little office job thank (laughs) you.
2: I I think if someone has hyperhidrosis and they're concerned about it, anti-wrinkle is probably the best place to start with treating it because it is temporary. You don't have to commit to anything really. You're having one treatment. If it works for you, great. You get some months of relief out of it. And then, you know, you can elect to do it again or you can try something a little bit more aggressive.
0: I mean, someone might like sweating, so.
1: <laughs> Each of their own. Each of their own.
0: <laughs> well, the other treatment that I had done in my other armpit and what Ian had done to both of his armpits was Morpheus 8. I didn't even know this was a possibility of having mm. like long-term relief for sweaty pits, basically. Mm. So who's a topic expert?
2: Well, I could talk to you a little bit about the technology. So, so Morpheus 8 is one of the machines we have in the clinic and it's radio frequency based. So pretty much everything that that I have here is radio frequency and I like it because it's a good balance between efficacy and safety. So it's it's not something that's so aggressive that you're gonna cause permanent damage, especially if you're using it properly. The reasoning behind Morpheus 8 treatment for hyperhidrosis is you're destroying the sweat glands that are there. When we were talking before about anti-wrinkle, essentially putting them to sleep this kills them Mm. so it's a a really good treatment again it's something else that you don't think of when you think of radiofrequency needling because you think about skin tightening that's right
1: yeah texture
2: yeah stretch marks but yeah it can be a, a function essentially functional treatment as well in terms of sweating
1: so is it something that you need like a few treatments to get full results or fully kill the sweat glands
2: it depends on how much energy you, you deliver in initially. So again, you want to balance that safety and comfort for the patient as well. Yeah. Typically, you will need two or three treatments.
0: When do you start seeing results? Like will a few cells or whatever die off in that first treatment? Or is it something you won't see until your third treatment?
2: Well, no, you're going to see some instantaneous results because that heat, first of all, you get the, the heat trauma from the radio frequency, and then you also get the mechanical trauma from the needles. So one or both of those, the combination of those things is going to, to knock off a few of those sweat glands immediately.
0: I'm just feeling my pits now. I'm like, <laughs> has it worked has it yet? Worked? I feel like I'm still a little bit sweaty. So maybe I might need a second or third treatment, but i It's
1: really funny. I just It just came into my head a little bit off topic, but it's interesting how microneedling can also help with oil control in the skin. True. Cause I saw this post once, I think it was on Facebook or something. And this guy got like this back tattoo on like half of his back and the rest of his back, like he originally had acne and stuff and then the tattooed part, the skin was just so smooth. Oh. So it's interesting with that as well. Why would that be, Ian?
2: It's the same, same principle. So, oh, so you know, just, you're just during, yeah, Yeah, along yeah. those lines, you've got your sweat glands, you've got your oil glands living essentially in the same layer and so they react just like the Mm. sweat glands to the radio frequency.
0: Is there any long-term effects, like any negative side effects to doing the underarm treatment?
1: I guess you would just have to be careful with the radio frequency and the energy. So just making sure you, you are going to an experienced practitioner who knows what they're doing, for example if they were to go too high with the energy then it could cause pigmentation
2: yeah so really i guess you're thinking about the same potential uh, negative effects of when you're treating the face but one of the other things and i'll talk about my personal experience so when we were doing the treatment and and you guys noticed that my muscles were twitching twitching and some of them were like really strong twitches we We thought he was gonna knock
0: Schneier out
1: (laughs) It's about to get knocked out. Yeah,
2: But did you have that experience as well? I didn't
1: have
0: that experience, but I honestly, I thought you were going to be a lot more wimpy than me. And I'm a little bit disappointed that you weren't because I was like, okay, cool. Like, you know, I'm so good, but no, I didn't have the twitches, but I had like, it was like a deep sensation. I don't know. It was like a heat, like on the third little zap that I had for each pulse, I had this like intense heat. And if you were to keep it on there, I'd want it to be removed. Like someone yeah. was kind of giving you like a little like a little cigarette burn or something like that. That's what it felt like, but I didn't have any of the twitching.
2: Okay. Do you want to talk a little bit, Shania, about the the third zap that Kayla referred to, and just yeah, detail Technical what that's terms. all about.
1: <laughs> yeah. So pretty much when we were treating the morpheus aid onto the area, we like to do different settings. So we were doing a particular setting where it does three pulses of radio frequency while the needles are in the skin. At, um, certain depths and we did two depths so we did four millimetres first with those three pulses of energy and then we went uh, more superficially with two millimetres with the same energy
0: I almost feel like the second pass I felt it more so when you were doing the two millimetre depth why would that be
1: I think it's more like nerve endings there
2: yeah,
0: My the, numbing probably wore off as well. But.
2: The, the superficial skin definitely is more uh, sensitive.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, defi- I didn't feel the needles at all. It was just the heat. Mm. And what I'm experiencing from last night and today is just like a deep pain, like a bruise, but it's not unbearable or like anything like sore. that. I would do it again.
2: And that's residual inflammation just from the treatment. So yeah. I guess another thing about how Morpheus works is that it's what's called bipolar RF. So you've got a plate that's in contact with the skin and then when the needles go in, they deliver the radio frequency signal, and that flows. That's a positive electrode that flows to the negative plate, which is on the mm-hmm. skin. So you're getting the heat delivered deep down, and then it's flowing back as well to the surface. So you're actually getting quite a, a large area mm. covered with that heat to, to affect those cells Amazing. and glands.
0: Amazing. Well, Ian, let's just hope that these treatments work for us Mm -hmm. and we are no longer sweaty. Oh, actually, well, to be fair, we only did our underarms. They're still going to (laughs) be sweaty everywhere else. Can you do Morpheus 8 for other areas of the body for sweating or you're not quite sure?
2: Well, you can. So again, it's about the depth that you you choose. So Morpheus 8 has a body tip, which is meant to go deep. And that's uh, for the thicker tissues in the abdomen. So that's going to bypass a lot of those sweat glands if you're treating to the full depth. Mm. So if you want to treat sweating on the body, you're going to use the same settings you use for the underarms.
0: So you could come in and just have a full
1: body treatment of Morpheus A and you'd never sweat again.
2: If you can handle the the heat (laughs) and the needles, then yeah. Yeah,
1: you can only numb a certain amount. So you'd be coming for two
0: weeks and just get your whole body done.
1: Oh my God, that would be so painful. That'd be intense.
0: Because I could handle five minutes of the underarm if you... I'm just thinking about my feet. I'm like, do I want to have sweaty feet forever? Like, could I potentially do that? But I reckon it would be so painful. That's for another
1: episode. (laughs) Next week, we numb my feet. (laughs) I wanted to touch on as well. I feel like at different stages as well, people are more sensitive. For example, people are less sensitive when they're more hydrated because the RF really flows well with water. Uh, So I wonder if that's maybe why I felt the heat more than say
0: you, Ian, because I don't drink water.
1: It's also like, you know, oh, you time of the you don't month. You not either? <laughs>
2: no, I'm pretty bad. Especially on surgery days, I, I hardly drink yeah. anything.
0: Uh, my main drink is probably like champagne. Or like <laughs> at the moment, I feel like that's...
1: Wake <laughs> up, champagne.
0: Go to, bed, go to <laughs> bed, champagne. No, but yeah, what were you saying, sorry?
1: Uh, I was just saying when it's like people's time of the month or if they've had like heaps of caffeine, it makes more more sensitive as well. So I guess timing it. Right with your body. It's Maybe important? if you're just
0: like a little baby like me, you are just
1: unless you see... don't care.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Although pain is beauty, so I would go through any kind of pain just to have see the benefits of something.
2: With your sweating, do you find that it's not just temperature that affects you, but when uh, you don't really drink coffee, do you? So... No,
0: but remember, I was telling you, I get sweaty when I eat food. So like chocolate makes me super sweaty when I eat. Mm-hmm. Sarah, who used to work here, if she saw me eat chocolate, she's like, oh great, now she's gonna be complaining about how sweaty she is because every time I eat. Chocolate, salt and vinegar chips—they just make me sweaty on my face.
1: I feel like coffee used to make me sweaty. I used to have it like religiously every morning, and I felt like it definitely made me sweaty. And also, I feel like it made my sweat stink as well.
2: (laughs) That's interesting because I, when I drink coffee, I definitely sweat more, and it's it's my right armpit that sweats way more than the left. Sometimes it's only the right. Which I find really unusual.
1: I wonder (laughs) if it's just like there's more glands there.
2: But but that's, you know, it's something that's only happened fairly recently. So I I would say, you know, within the last maybe two or three years before I I would say it used to be even or I never Mm. noticed that it was so uneven. Have you always been
0: sweaty or only uh, in the past three years?
2: I've always been on the sweatier (laughs) side (laughs) Mm. compared to other people. But but yeah, in the last three years, it's been the right armpit just pours when I drink coffee.
1: It's interesting because we did a video which you might see on our Instagram of the treatment, and we actually put a bit of betadine on the skin and then a bit of starch on top, and it actually shows where the sweat is or the sweat glands are. Um, yeah, and
0: it was mainly around his like upper underarm. You didn't have much in like the lower the, pit. It was like the middle part.
1: It was empty. Yeah, and, then yeah
2: and I think that that's a good test to see where the the glands are. It's probably more useful for anti wrinkle treatment because you're, yeah. you're targeting, but with the morphia, so you're kind of doing the whole area yeah. Yeah. but it is a cool little trick and it's good to see progress as well so if someone mm. comes in and says I kind of noticed that it's better but I'm, I just want to see you know yeah. how many glands True. are left you can do that test again
0: amazing mm. what about if you know how when your underarms are down and it creates that heat like if you were to have like under boob sweat and things like that is that gonna stop that kind of sweat do you know what I'm saying you know, you know, when you like, there's like a crease, like if you've got a breast crease or like if you were sitting cross-legged and you've got knee sweat or wait, am I the only one that sweats like in those places?
2: No, no, no. That's <laughs> no, no I, I know what you're saying. And yeah, it, it will essentially, because you're, again, you're, you're killing off those glands. Oh, so okay, it's right. just about the mechanism. Because you don't have those glands, you yeah. can't
0: sweat from yeah. those areas. Interesting. Mm. But
2: you mentioned something a bit earlier that I wanted to go back to, and that was a stigma around sweating yeah what do you think about that
0: well I feel like especially for females I don't think there's much of, well I'm not sure if you feel this way Ian but I feel like as a female I definitely think there's a stigma around being sweaty I think it's people are like really you sweat like oh yeah I sweat <laughs> I'm a sweaty bitch everyone sweats <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah I, I was even talking about this treatment um to someone recently and like oh are you really that sweaty and I'm like yeah I, I am <laughs> and I think I'm I'm quite confident in myself and that I'm not ashamed to be sweaty but definitely back in the day I was you know mm-hmm. when remember in high school when you get like the upper lip sweat and everyone was like maybe you didn't but I did <laughs> no, t- yeah oh, you did I, I yeah, did yeah. And I feel like everyone was like used to tease people about it mm-hmm. and I feel like um yeah I feel like there's definitely a stigma and I feel like people get embarrassed but I don't think you should be what about you do you feel like there's a stigma for men
2: i definitely do and, and i think it's shown in movies you can see it where the the male characters who are not the protagonist or they're kind of the the lesser characters who are maybe the weaker men in the film really? they're the ones that sweat you know they they get nervous and they sweat and that's sort of a characteristic. I not notice Me
0: either. Although I feel like I have a different opinion about that. Maybe there's two types of sweaters. There's a nervous sweater and they're like, you know, you can portray them to be like that. But then there's also the muscly men that go to the gym and they're dripping in sweat and you're like, oh my God, that's such a turn on. <laughs> <laughs> so I f- <laughs> sorry, dad, if you're listening to that. <laughs> no, but I, yeah, I guess there's probably two types. I kind of yeah. see what you're saying. Yeah. If your personality is like more shy or if you're like a little bit more... Okay. Reserved. Reserved. It, it, it comes
2: down to the, yeah, the, as you say, the mechanism. Like, if you think about Arnold Schwarzenegger in Predator, for instance, you know, he's I've fighting. I've never this, seen that. Anyway, he fights an alien <laughs> and he sweats and, and he's got that even layer of sweat over his whole body. Whereas someone so he else. hot. Maybe, to <laughs> you. You turned off. But, <returned laughs> oh, no. but um, I, if you think about some other characters who are like, you know, in an office setting and they're getting yelled at by their boss. And the sweat's running down the brow. You know, they've got the big Mm. armpit stains and that signifies them. It's a situation, but it's also how the sweat is portrayed. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Very true. I kind of get that. Yeah. Mm. but Everyone sweats. Everyone has sweat glands. It's
0: not something you can control. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Yeah. why do do I sweat when I eat food? Imagine going, wait, imagine going on a date and just sitting there and like just being sweaty at food that you eat. That would be me
2: do you know it'd be funny though if you did that and you started sweating because you were eating a certain type of food and then you thought oh no i'm sweating because i'm eating this food and then you got nervous and then it caused <laughs> so you to sweat you start more
0: overthinking it and you're like just sitting there dripping yeah. in sweat
2: and he's like oh, well, you just had a strawberry what what, why are you <laughs> you, sweating? what do you mean
0: you just had a chocolate dipped strawberries or some salt vinegar chips <laughs> calm down girl no oh my god that would be so embarrassing That's oh th- i'd probably be embarrassed in that moment But then again, I own my sweat. So I'd probably be like, yeah, I'm a sweaty girl, what of it?
2: Do you sweat more when you're embarrassed? Do you you notice that or not really? Ian,
0: I sweat (laughs) 24-7. Do you remember? We used to have these like um, skin-coloured tops that we had to wear for work and I always had sweat patches (laughs) under my arm.
2: That's why we had to get rid of that uniform.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, everyone. That was Kayla's fault. But Kayla's
2: now trying to get everyone else to wear the same colour scrubs. (laughs)
0: <laughs> True, I, but that's I, more flowy, so you yeah, get more I do flow. like. I love the beige aesthetic. So mm. you know what? I'm selfish. It's because I'm getting this underarm treatment now. I'm not going to be sweaty, so now I can wear these beige colors. That's right. Yeah.
2: Let's talk a little bit about deodorants because that's mm. I think something that people deodorants and antiperspirants. It's going to be your first line to that's stop. That's a lie. I used to
0: not wear deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe an overshare. <laughs> okay, but can I tell you why I feel like because. I did this detox on my underarm. I went like a little bit, I thought I was going to be this hippie for like a hot minute there. (laughs) So I did this detox pace and then I just, it was kind of during lockdown, but even like before then, I didn't really wear that much deodorant. And during lockdown, I tried this like no deodorant method and I felt like at the end, I just, I sweated, but I didn't smell. Or maybe I just thought I didn't smell.
2: No, I think that's absolutely right. Because, Mm. and I think Shania, you touched on this earlier too, because- Certain materials in the deodorants can make it smell worse. Yeah. Really? and I, Yeah. And I think mm. growing up, you know, you go to the grocery store and you buy whatever's on the shelf there for your deodorant. And it might not be the highest quality product. So, you know, it works fine. And then over time, your armpits start to smell when you sweat. And then I found because this, this happened to me. I found that when I changed, so I went through a a no deodorant period and then like a natural deodorant Twins. and charcoal deodorant. <laughs> oh Tried no, all it was these the different things. Chicken? No, it wasn't ah. that specific one. But you you find then that less is more, I think, when it comes to deodorant. And yeah. and then even though I'm still sweating, it doesn't smell like it used to. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So because we had these treatments done Ian does that mean we can stop wearing deodorant not that i'm trying to stop wearing deodorant by the way i'm not gross or anything like that or you know but will because we won't be sweating will we be smelling
2: well no you you get to a point where you probably won't need to wear deodorant we might have to do this a few times hell yeah
0: mm -hmm. no deodorant (laughs) one less step in the morning
2: i'm sorry to the deodorant market we're We're, we're about
0: to just you know wipe your business (laughs) i feel
1: like it was almost a thing to not use antiperspirants for a while. I feel like it was, like, not on trend because you had to go the more natural route because, because cancer, all these... was cancer,
0: right? Was that a thing? It wasn't like I the think whole... there
1: was a few things. Yeah. It was because everyone was using what was on the shelves. And then there was a time when everyone was more aware of the ingredients. And then they were saying that this ingredient does this and will cause cancer, blah, blah, blah. Which, I mean, some, you know, can but I think people were off antiperspirants for a while.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think uh, a lot of the ingredients they were using were not necessarily carcinogenic, but they were unhealthy and they were causing issues with folliculitis and Mm. skin irritation. So all of that stuff, you know, it's good that it's been paired back now to to a more natural method.
0: So if you're not quite ready for more non-surgical treatments like Morpheus or anti wrinkle to the underarm, we do
1: have some of our favorite deodorant recommendations. So what are your guys? So I'll start off. My first two recommendations are deodorants. My third one is actually a skincare product, but I'll start off with the first one. So the first one is the Dove Fresh deodorant. It's just like the standard one, but I find it's super moisturizing, but also... It has aluminium salts, which is like the antiperspirant. So I find it really works quite well for me personally. But there's also obviously the uprise of the more natural deodorants lately. And my second product recommendation is the Dove 0% aluminium salts. And obviously it's kind of the same. Is by Dove? Maybe maybe they should sponsor me. But yeah, so this one doesn't have aluminium salts. But a nice thing about it is that it has really basic ingredients. But it also has niacinamide, which is nice for the skin. But yeah, so that one's like an alternative, more natural deodorant. But my third recommendation is actually glycolic acid. I knew you were about to say <laughs> that. When you said skincare product, I'm like, she's about to yeah. look at it. So like, is it the ordinary? Yeah, well, pretty much I would say personally... Because I'm not a very big underarm sweater. I like to exfoliate it once or twice a week. But I have had a few friends who've used the ordinary glycolic toner and they put it in like a little spritz bottle and they use that like almost every day and they love it. And I guess the benefits being that it exfoliates the skin so you are getting that smoother skin. It's also gonna brighten your skin under the arm so anyone who's going, anyone who has darker underarms, they can use that to brighten. It also makes the underarms a environment where bacteria doesn't want to be in. So bacteria is what makes the underarms, uh, well, the sweat smell, and so it actually helps with like the odor side of things as well. Did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> What's yours, Ian?
2: I think you guys are really going to hate my, my
0: answer. <laughs> Ian's got one, one only, and it's probably Rexona Men.
2: You know, I've, I've been through Rexona Men. Oh. That's, I've, that's you know, many years in the past. I'm still getting my deodorant from the chemist, though, and it is Schmidt's natural deodorant. Oh, I've heard good things
0: about that oh, wow. Yeah, Yeah, I've yeah. moved to natural
2: deodorant. I, I used to have lots of problems with the products containing aluminium because okay. of the staining of the T-shirt. So yeah. when it interacts with the sweat, that's when you get those yellow stains on your white shirt. So... Uh, I moved on to a natural deodorant and it's the the charcoal one. That's the one I find the best.
0: Interesting. Well, I have four, two I actually haven't used, but I just wanted to throw these out there because it seemed really cool to me. The first two that I have used, and I think I touched um, on this earlier in the podcast, was the black chicken paste, something along the lines of that. And it's really good for when you're transitioning from an aluminium-based deodorant to a more natural deodorant. It's a, like a detox paste. And you kind of use it like as a mask underneath the un- underarm. And I think it might have charcoal in it as well. I can't remember, but it's it's black in color, mm. so I'm assuming. And then my second one is a natural deodorant as well, and it's no pong. It's Have you used that?
1: No, but I've heard of it. Yeah, I yeah. feel like that's the biggest like natural deodorant. You recommended deodorant. that to me. Oh, I yeah.
0: did, yeah. It's like a cream in like a tin and you just wipe it on. Anyway, the other two that I was mentioning about before was the Kosas Sports Deodorant. Because I've tried the Kosas um, body wash for my KP and I loved it. So I was like, I think I'm going to try this. Well, hopefully I don't need to try it because I just had these treatments done. But if, I, if it doesn't work, I'll get these. But it's similar. It has an AHA in there. So it's not only good for obviously the sweating, but it also helps to lighten the underarm. So good for like darker complexions who get that darkness underneath the underarm when they're shaving or just like the pigmentation. So Yeah. I think that wraps up our episode on underarm sweating. I think we've probably spoken 30 minutes just about sweaty pits, yeah. so that's great. So I hope you guys learned some things about underarm sweating and some treatments as well.
1: Make sure to follow us on our social media, Beauty Uncut platform, and follow Dr. Chintzy as well, Dr. Underscore Chintzy, and make sure to subscribe to our podcast. Thanks for listening. Thank and we'll you. see you in our next episode.
2: Thanks, everyone.